Hey guys, Happy New Year from Melissa T. How about an impromptu podcast to light your fire? I was just asked a cool question. So my friend Douglas, what were you saying? Okay, what I was saying is, is how did you get there from when you were broken months and months ago up to where you are now? Where did you get to, how did you get the strength to do that? How did you be strong like that and be stronger every day? How did you do that? The reason I decided to turn the recording on is because when you asked me that question, Douglas, I had just a, a huge, you know, sort of a wave of, of truth and healing wash over me, you know? And uh, I, I know so many reasons why or how I did that. So I guess my big whys are Luke, Faith, Cassia, my kids, they're everything to me, almost more than they, they should be, you know, at times where they just consume every bit of my heart. Um, I just love them, and that's a big why. Um, my, my calling in life, though, because I was born without them, and I'll exit without them, without a partner, without a mom, a sister, any of that. I go into the world with Jesus. I come out of the world with Jesus, you know? So I got to find out why I'm here and what my reason why is. The more I think about this, the more I know that God himself asked me this question three years ago, right around this time. And it was, Melissa, what is your God-given gift? What were you born to do? What, what gift did I give you and instill inside of you that you can share with the world right now. It's not going to cost you anything because it's a gift that I have given you and you received it in order to share and contribute in the world. So my big why really sincerely is to make a difference in the world, to leave a better place for others. You know, So I want wherever I went or was or who I was with to be better because I was there. So in January of 2020, I realized that I was called to be a coach on another level, that my brokenness wasn't meant to be wasted and make a victim out of me. So COVID created this amazing opportunity. It was horrible, but it was wonderful. During that time where I was grieving and healing and dealing, I realized so much shit. And and there was a lot of it. But my calling was that I was a gifted public speaker. I could speak anywhere. I, you know, I, I got nervous like anybody does, but like it just came out of me like naturally. And God said, that's the number one fear on earth. The number one fear is public speaking, Melissa, my dear girl. So why on earth would I give someone that gift only to be leaving it sitting on the shelf for you to just know you have it? So I'm calling you higher with this gift. What do you think you could do with it? So then I started looking and seeking. I just knew that even, I got this flashback of this third grader. And I was in a public speaking contest. And there was this little brown boy. And I lived in like northern Alberta. We were a lot of indigenous, but there wasn't too many brown boys. He was for sure like Pakistani or East Indian of some sort. And he was really cute and he was really gregarious. And I was mad because he was better than me, I thought. But he wasn't better than me. Every year, 
I beat him. And he was frustrated too with, with that. You know, he really was. Try as he might, he would come second. And I remembered that when the Lord was speaking to me that day in January. And so through that year of healing and dealing, I became a virtual consultant in my business. It was very, very, very hard. I really, really struggled with a lot of things because I'm not good with technology. I'm not, um, I'm not somebody who can, you know, do a lot on the computer confidently because I didn't learn that in school. And so I was my own worst enemy and I didn't understand some of those things. Um, so my why is a very progressive thing and it has continued to progress. I love my Pampered Chef business that I do. It's a great way to be a servant leader, to help communities and families and organizations and kids and moms and dads um, come around the table and nourish their souls and their bodies with food. I just know that I'm called to nourish much more than the body. So through the last couple of years, I, I, I got certification through John Maxwell as a, I thought it was going to just be, not just, but it was going to be a professional speaker, a public speaker. Uh, 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 so I am a professional speaker, though I've leaned completely in to the coaching aspect and became a, a coach as well. And so I thought I would be entrepreneurial coaching because of 23 years of pampered chaffing it up. However, most of my coaching clients are not entrepreneurs. I have a couple, but primarily my, I've had a military man. I've had a CEO of a company, multi-car dealership. I've had, um, you know, trainers that were into their like nutritional stuff where, you know, we swapped services because they were expert and I was expert more in the mindset stuff. Um, I have a CEO of a not-for-profit. Um, I have a couple that I really, really have uh, had some great experiences with, some, um, uh, some fellow coaches that I coach, which is always super cool when a coach asks you to be their coach. I never would have dreamed in a, in a million years that I would become a coach. I even created my own design of what type of a coach I am. So I'm an impact coach where I want to make an impact. So what kept me going when I was on the floor is God himself saying, get up off the RV floor. I, you know, honestly, I laid on the RV floor most of the summer because my brother died. And I had almost, I guess I just was a soul crushing experience. Losing a few relationships, people dying, grief, got me and I recently posted something said don't let don't die with the dead and I did let myself die with the dead for a couple you know maybe a few years because of mom's death and I I know that now I'm so thankful for the experience because I'm here now and I want to make a difference now I want to make an impact where I go and so why I got up is because God said when I said why are you doing this to me? Oh, woe is me, which is what everyone does. We, we are self-centered beings. That's why Adam and Eve hid in the garden and, and hid their body, because God said, where are you? Why are you hiding your nakedness? And they had done something and they knew it, like when the cat jumps on the counter, right? So I'm like, I, there's no more shame. There's no more blame. That's not why we're here. 
and I'm here to make an impact. So God has called me up off the RV floor. He said, rise up, my daughter. Go out there and look at the, at the harvest field. You know, it's a, an, an analogy from the Bible, but it is that look out your door. Look at the people who you can make a difference in their lives. You can love the kids that you know how to love because you didn't get what you needed, but you know what you needed. And so you can give it to someone who needs it. Give them what you weren't able to get. And it's so healing. Why did I keep going? Because God himself said, rise up, my daughter. He's real, and he will show up if you ask him to. So all of that self stuff I talked about, I'm proud of everything that I went through. I think in, in May, I really understood that I need to learn to be a receiver. I think you as a friend and many of my other friends, some who've been on my podcast before, have showed me how to receive, how to... If I can give to you, then I damn well better learn to shut up, listen, and take the goodness that is being offered to me, served up to me from the friends around me who love me. And so when, you know, the Noras and the Graces and the Kikis and the Brandies and the Heathers and the Sarahs and, and, and you know, the Douglases and, and all of the other friends out there, that check in on you on the daily to say, hey, how you doing, Mandy? You know, I, I, let me think of the people. Susan, I mean, I live there. John, God rest your soul. Karina, so many of you, you're my family. Pastor Jono and Nicole, you guys, Pastor Debbie, Jade and, and Leslie and... I mean, oh my goodness, guys, thank you. I love all of you. My entire campground family, Jeff and Judy in California, how you found me. You know, um, our campground manager, how we connected in the summer. I'm so very, very grateful for God's goodness and the opportunity to serve and be significant. And I'm now aware that if I love doing that, how each and every one of you poured into my life and took care of me, Natasha. You did too. All of you, my Fab Five, you know who you are. You know, Mom, in heaven, your soul continues to inspire me. Andrew, even in those broken times, there were many times you threw me a life preserver. I love all of you, and I'm so thankful for 2023. I'm thankful, and this is going to be the best year yet because it's the only one I know I've got. And so I want to be strong, and I want to be compassionate. I want to be spiritually tender. I want to listen to the voice of God. And I want to be intuitive to what God wants to do, how he wants to heal. I think of every, you know, there's so many names I didn't say. Tammy, Monica, you know, Tracy. Thank you, guys. Beautiful, beautiful Jennifer. <sighs> Haley, Kaylin, Jessica. You guys, you just fill my heart up. It's like overflowing right now. 
And how did I get up? Well, that's how. And there were some days where I felt so sorry for myself, I didn't think I could get up. And I liked how that felt. But God said, little girl, rise up. Wash your face. That's what it was. I love you guys. May I say something to Lisa? Of course. Well, that goes to show us that um, strength doesn't just come from muscles. It comes from our hearts. Mm -hmm. Thanks for showing me that. Thanks for understanding. And thanks for listening, everyone. I hope that you feel the heal and that you deal right now. And, uh, you know, I've never been better because I've got today. And so do you. Love you guys. Be strong and courageous.